Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Inflow podcast. Owning and running your own business can be uncertain, frightening, hectic, as well as vibrant, exciting and fulfilling all at the same time. Whatever your experience, becoming an entrepreneur is most definitely a journey worth taking. My name is Anna Ambika, your educator, business mentor, serial entrepreneur and lover of nature, yoga and climbing mountains, and your host of this vibrant channel, Entrepreneurs in Flow. As a serial entrepreneur, mother and wife, I've experienced over 25 years of those daily troubles and the turns you have to take on the entrepreneur's journey to keep in flow. I want to bring you to a place where you hear from myself and other inspirational entrepreneurs about their journey to the success that they have created. This channel is a place for you to feel energized, empowered and encouraged and also learn about the real entrepreneur business challenges, strategies and lessons that helped to positively grow the entrepreneurial mindset. From the offline success stories to the online tech triumphs, I want you to hear journeys and paths of all walks of entrepreneurs, whether they are on or offline social media. I know you feel empowered, encouraged and on fire for the things you need to do and learn. So this is the most definitely the podcast time well invested in your busy entrepreneurial day. And me, as your business mentor, I'm really excited to support you on your journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Entrepreneurs in Flow. I am hugely excited today to present to you another great entrepreneur who's been running a recruitment business, and his name is Akash Chida. So Akash, I've known for a number of years now, um, and he specializes in the motor industry. So he's going to be sharing with you lots of tips and tricks and all his information over his years in growing his business. So welcome, Akash. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for having me on. Fantastic. So I just want to start off with, um, without giving you the the intro about yourself, you can uh, we'll go into that in the second section, but really, what were you doing before you started Mark Brunel Recruitment Limited? Because that's the core company that you run. I know you have some other companies that you've run because you're so talented. But Mark Brunel, um, tell me a little bit about yourself before you started Mark Brunel. Yeah, definitely. So cars have always been in my passion, you know, from a young age, you know, um, with my father buying me like um, toys when I was <laughs> young. So I've always been a petrol head, really. And um, when I was like 14 years old, worked at a local garage every Saturday, just to kind of relish in, in my passion. And um, kind of growing up, I, I got an apprenticeship working for a Porsche specialist, you know, particularly on the part side of things, which to me was like a dream because Porsches have always been like a passion of mine, really. And from there, getting to work um, with the Porsche brand, really learning it. I made some amazing connections in the industry. I was able to um, make some good friends with local garages who specialise in Porsches who kind of took me under their wing and taught me everything there is to know, particularly with classic models. And um, yeah, from there on, I kind of um, come to a point where, you know, talking to more and more people in the industry, you know, everyone said the same thing, that they were struggling to find staff specifically working on the classic stuff, you know, saw that kind of gap in the market. And yeah, that's kind of how Mark Brunel was born. 
So you found this gap in the market, um, but you were always into sort of classic cars and, um, you know, that, that was your thing. Did you have a classic car yourself? I didn't at the time, no. I was young and I always, you know, I got to work on them, but I, <laughs> I didn't have one, unfortunately. Well, but you've, you've had to work on other people's cars. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So you, from then, then you went on and, um, you know, became an entrepreneur and set up Mark Brunel. So how, how did that all come about? Just take us through those early stages yeah. of, you know, raising the finance, the steps, because our, our podcast is really to help entrepreneurs um irrespective of their age and their position yeah. whether they're coming from corporate and they're wanting to start up a business or whether they're a young entrepreneur and they want to start start a side hustle so what sort of steps did you go through to um get that happening for you what sort of things did you have to do of course so firstly like it was something that i kept hearing people saying that there's a shortage we're struggling to find people in the industry which to me was a shock being young and enthusiastic i would love to get into this industry you know and i thought there must be others that are in a similar position but just don't know how to get into it so i've done a lot of research you know looking into the recruitment side um looking into the pains of our clients and where they're struggling um looked at kind of courses and how young people got into the industry so just done a lot of research into the whole recruitment process the industry and what I actually did, I actually went and um, left the industry and went to work in the recruitment world for just a short period of time, just to learn it, the ins and outs. Um, also, in, in terms of kind of funding, you know, it was done, you know, I just saved everything I could, you know, at the time of being an apprentice, then going into kind of full time work. And then I, um, yeah, just just saved that money, put that into um, the business and just started out, started out very humble, <laughs> like literally. Um, saved wherever we could you know just started off very very small and just kind of grew it from there i love that i love that there's so many nuggets and gems in there for people starting their business and i'm just going to reiterate the, the points that you've made which is research you know there yeah. there is a number of online tools that are out there that cost nothing to research your area before you actually then sort of start investing in time and money. You also yeah. looked at the pain points and the entry points um, yeah. of how people would come into the industry if they needed to. If you w were going to go ahead and then think about how you're going to recruit these people, you actually then went ahead and got first-hand knowledge by um, enrolling and becoming a, a recruiter in the recruitment industry. So first-hand yeah. knowledge, actually walking the path is is a great thing to do and actually understanding that the the pain of it so you've got that emotional side as well of what your end mm. users are going through and when doing the research that's fantastic fantastic yeah. I really love that so um tell me a little bit more about uh, Mark Brunel Limited because this is your opportunity to tell the audience about the fantastic business that you run and when what year did you set that up oh I set that up um officially in 2017 Okay. So that's when I started. So Mark Brunel, I started this business specifically specializing in the classic car and the restoration industry. And my idea was, you know, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. You know, I'm passionate about classic cars. I want to keep the industry alive. There's so many incredible craftspeople out there, 
right? And it's very important that these skills are passed on. And um, yeah, over the time in setting this up, we've got to work with some really incredible companies. So yeah, so we recruit anywhere from kind of technical roles. So that could be kind of mechanics, panel beaters, um, to salespeople, all the way up to management and senior roles. Fantastic. And, you know, it, it, which are the sections that are more, that are growing faster? So when you first started, you've you got yeah. these different areas within the classic recruitment industry, classic car recruitment industry, but which were the areas that were growing faster? To be honest, the restoration side and the historic motorsport side has been, you know, a surprise. You know, I guess one thing that I learned is you can do all of the research you want, you know, and it's, it, and it's great to do that. But when you get in, you learn so much more when you actually get into the industry and you actually get into the nitty and gritty and deal directly with the clients and hear their side of the story and, you know, get that um, industry knowledge, you know, firsthand. It's very important, you know. Exactly. And it, when you get in there and you're actually getting that first time and actually hearing the stories, right, the client yeah. stories, because when you're getting to know your clients, we always say know your clients, know who is your customer avatar and who are you helping. And that way we ensure that the marketing messages that we're giving out, the sales strategy that we follow in terms of our sales funnel, funnel is more articulated according to that client um, and mm. by understanding the client and almost building a complete personality type, what we call an avatar in marketing yeah. and understanding everything about that client, almost picturing them. And when I work with my clients in marketing, I say, look, what I want you to do is almost close your eyes and visualize that client. What is their pain? How old are they? What is their name? Uh, where do they live um, and what is it that's drawing them to want your product or service, whether they're buying um, a juice machine or whether they're coming to you to um, buy, uh, you know, a part, a vehicle part or whether they're coming for consultancy. You need to understand your users. You understand the people you're selling to because actually what we're trading here is money for a service. That's what business is actually of about. Course. Um, so what is that service? What is that um, Nike sorry, trainers or a branded trainer, whatever it is that you're trying to, to put out there? What are the benefits to the runner and why, why is that person wanting that? So I, I love what you said there. Loads and loads of um, snippets that our entrepreneurs can implement into their daily life. So, yeah, research, pain, all these things need to be analysed. So... Low points. When you got started, there must have been these um, low points, these challenges that come yeah. along. Um, name, name me a time when, you know, go through a time and give us an example of when, you know, it was really hard for you and how you overcame that. Yeah, it was like, you know, in a way, like, like I said before, you can do all of the research, but, you know, when you kind of get into it, you know, it is it is a challenge, you know, because you, you think to yourself, okay, I've done all the research on paper, I should be able to follow these instructions, it's going to be straightforward. And you do, you know, it was hard, like, initially, it was hard to kind of break into the industry for me. You know, it was just kind of building up that database from scratch on my own. And it was just like, starting a business, you just don't realise until you actually do it, what's there's so much involved, you know, you're, um, 
in charge of everything. So I think I found that kind of overwhelming. And the low points and the struggles, yeah, you know, it was tough at times, you know, mentally, like exhausted, you know, you put your everything into the business and, you know, um, you expect, you have an expectation, you know, you go into a business when you start, you think, okay, by this time, I'm going to be here. And when you've kind of got into it and you face setbacks and you're not where you want to be, it's discouraging. I'm not going to lie, you know, but what kept me going, I would say the driving force was what I believed in, you know, I, I thought, I see this, I can see potential in this business. And it wasn't just myself, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is my idea. I don't care what anyone else says. I'm just going to follow through. I had some really good people around me, you know, who were successful in business, who gave me honest, honest advice and actually saw potential in what I was doing. And I found that very encouraging, you know. Absolutely. It's having live examples of people that can encourage you. And this is, comes into that word of, of mentorship and yeah. having, um, you know, a network of people around you who vibrate at the same energy level that have your interests at heart because they're thinking about yeah. you as well and you're thinking about them. And those five people around you have to be able to take you to that next step, both mentally and obviously knowledge-wise as well. Because um, if you've got the right mentors, uh, and this could be anyone, it could be a parent, it could be a relative, it could be um, people that have come into your life that really believe in your cause, they are yeah. almost a mentor. So who helped you in those um, early stages? Where did you get help? Yeah, so I actually, you know, after kind of having those setbacks and, you know, just having that kind of struggle and that strain, you know, I seeked out um, actually a business mentor who, do you know what, I got to say, really helped me and actually helped me see my business in a different light. Because when you're in your business so much, the day to day, you're doing everything, you know, you need someone to step back and look at it, you know, because you're so involved and invested in it. You know, and that was very important for me. And also one thing I'd like to share is, you know, we're not good at everything. You know, there's always a, a part, you know, that we have a, a weakness in. And mine, you know, I could put my hands up and say, mine. <laughs> I have all these visions and ideas, but I struggle with getting, you know, the systems and the steps to get there. Where the mentor actually come in and really help me with that, you know, and it actually, yeah, changed my business completely and helped me mentally. Definitely. And that's fantastic. And a business mentor can literally change that perspective because they're from the outside. And I, I talked about family being mentors and um, relatives. But and yes, they can. But you also need to have people that are completely impartial to you, not emotionally invested in you. Your, yeah. your mother or your father or your brother or sister, they're going to be emotionally invested in you. So they're mm. going to be thinking about safeguarding you. So their advice may not be something of a capacity of investment or if you've gone with this fantastic shiny idea and you think it's the best thing they're, they're going to be worrying whether you're going to be in financial disarray and stressed if that's the right thing for you so mentors yeah. are there in your capacity of having people in different corners and pockets of your life that can fulfill your uh, trajectory you know how are you yeah. growing so a mentor could be in your financial side and I always say that there's never one mentor 
You know, you of need course. to have a field of mentors, not all of them at the same time, but perhaps you're working on your personal um, health. Yeah, your health and yeah. fitness, then you're going to have a health coach. Um, if you've gone through some kind of personal tragedy, a bereavement, then you may have a counsellor. So all these things are about, as you rightfully said, it's actually going, I don't know everything. Yeah. Humility yeah. is underpins business. If when you when you are completely humble and you drive from a place of humility, you will go further. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So you learn all these things about getting mentors and and, and having these challenges. And um, how did it feel? I mean, you know, when, when we get these shifts, when we go through these deep points, and I call it the, the great growth points, um, we have these shifts. Um, what? Give me an example of, you know, a shift or a client story or something that happened that really shifted it for you? Yeah, so it was just, I'll give you a point actually of, of a candidate that we placed. And this was when I was in that kind of low point, kind of hitting that brick wall. I just had the mentor come in who was helping me and giving me some steps to take, you know. And um, it's sometimes like in, in business, one thing that I faced as well is like, you know, when you're running the day to day, you don't celebrate the little wins. And this was a story that I stepped back and thought, wow, like what I'm doing, I'm make, making such a change in someone's life. Like I had a, a candidate um, who actually just finished an apprenticeship, was really young and enthusiastic, you know, and um, could see just wanted an adventure, you know, wanted something different. And um, yeah, was really, really looking for a change. So I managed, you know, to um, speak with my clients and I actually had, was approached at around the same time by a client in China that was setting up a really specialist area of their business that was just working solely with private collectors um, to store their vehicles. So they wanted someone to maintain that. Um, so I, I spoke to the candidate. He was like, yes, yes, send, send me over. I'm really interested. You know, so we went through the interview prep and everything with him and he had that initial conversation with the um, client it was supposed to be a four-stage interview he impressed um, the hiring manager so much on the first interview which I was surprised at that she then phoned the CEO who was in America and said hire this guy <laughs> so they hired him you know a very competitive salary you know um, gave him so many perks and um, to this day I'm actually in touch with that candidate and he's now um, a manager there and it's kind of running running things so you know I remember at the time when he got that job and like the excitement and he was like no thank you for this you know it's exactly what I was looking for you know wow like that feeling and then I, it made me step back and think yeah wow like look what like what we've done you know this guy's come to us and you know was able to send him on this adventure he was looking for and I stepped back and thought yeah you know it made me feel good you know whereas opposed to you know before I was just making these placements and working and I never kind of stopped and appreciated what we've done and our services, you know? That That's incredible. I, I absolutely love that. And what I love even more about what you said is that you've given me a live example of how that mushroom, mushroom snowball effect, you know, from the work we do, because I, I sincerely believe that anyone that takes on the entrepreneurial mindset and do you know what entrepreneur means? Uh, no, go ahead. 
So entrepreneur actually comes from a Indian Sanskrit word. There are some uh, oh. research bits in it that is actually French as well, but it comes from the meaning of andrapranana. Prana under prana. I can't spell, uh, pronounce it very well. Excuse any anybody that uh, speaks um, and understands Sanskrit, which is the oldest Indian language. It's a South Indian, uh, in, uh, which is all the scriptures that are written in Sanskrit, and it actually means self-motivated. It's the it's the ability to discover ourselves, to actually understand ourselves. So if you take that on a spiritual point of view, and then apply it to life entrepreneurialism is a way of life you know how do i get how do i get more um fitter how do i you know there's no point saying i want to be uh, absorbed in nature more well what are you doing about it yeah because when we yeah. become more self-motivated we can say you know i want to be sustain i want to run a sustainable way of life well, what are you doing about it yeah it, everything we have google we have the internet we have we're in the information age yeah we're not in the industrial age anymore therefore we have data that will help us people are deriving content we've got ai where you've got uh, mm. platforms like chat gpt that's churning out content where you can actually channel your um content and what you want to read and what you want to learn and what where i'm going with this is that the mushroom effect of entre entrepreneurialism is that we are going to all be able to help each other enormously more and what you've demonstrated that there is that by you having that growth growth mindset and grit and uh, grit is um, written i don't have heard of grit but it's it's a methodology that was written by a um, fantastic um, psychologist called angela duckworth please write that down uh, listeners okay. and angela duckworth talks about building grit in our children and the more falls they have and the more uh, challenges, they build grit, the ability to get out, up and have something else thrown at them and they get stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, grit is underpinned by growth mindset, right? Because if we think about bettering ourselves all the time, we will always be putting that into different contexts in every aspect of our life. And what you've demonstrated there is you've got this private collector and it was the China market and you were like, okay, how are we going to place this guy? And this, this particular person was like, how am I going to get this role? And he did. And so you've gone out of yeah. that comfort zone and he's got this job and now you've got this friend for life. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. And it, like I said, you know, I can't, you know, put that across to any entrepreneur out there, you know, especially if you're starting up or, you know, if you're successful, just still celebrate those wins, you know, because I think like you can get so caught up in it, you know, like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, just, you know, appreciate what you do again. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, you can get so caught up in it that you forget, you know? You forget. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of know where that place has come from because it's very pertinent to myself. I share a little bit about myself and my husband's journey that we have been extremely su successful in our business career, but we've, we've, we're extremely humble people. And sometimes I, I cannot believe what I've achieved because 
I'm driven. I'm always very, very humble in everything I do. Yeah. Um, and it is important to stop and go, hold on a minute. Let's just smile today, you know, because actually mm -hmm. laughter yoga is everything, right? We do need to laugh more <laughs> and, and celebrate and, and write down in our journals, this happened and I achieved this. Um, yeah. and, and that's important. It's a part of the journey. It's a part of that perseverance and building grit as well, because if we don't actually recognize um, those little wins as we go along, it can actually change our state of mind, can't it? Because as you demonstrated, yeah. that changed your state of mind, didn't it? By having that amazing client's transformational story. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And also in times where like I might, you know, because it does happen, you know, you have your days where you're down and you just, sometimes I just stop and I look back and think, okay, look at how far we've come. You know, wow, you know, we can continue. Let's keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's really great. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, where you are now. What other things have you got going on? I know that you're such a busybody. So what any other projects <laughs> that are running, Mark, um, Akash? Yeah, so we've got two things. So we've just branched out last year in Mark Brunel recruitment to the USA. Um, so it means a lot of long hours for me because, um, yeah, we sometimes we have a few clients in California, so that can get quite busy. Um, also, I've just started um, Stuttgart Legends, um, which is something that's been a really big passion of mine. It's a um, Porsche restoration and bespoke build garage. So we're specialising in classic Porsches, which is something I've always wanted to do. And yeah, it just everything come together at the right time. And it was yeah just the time to go for it, really. Wow, that's incredible. So you've actually, you know, the, the, you, you built on the original sort of recruitment and now you're really going into the rest restoration, which is your ir initial passion from when you're about 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. It's interesting Anna, how, how things kind of play out, really, because it all kind of line, lines up because my recruitment side, had I not gone down the recruitment route, you know, I met so many incredible connections through here that can actually help with the other side of the business. So it's really interesting. Like had I would have started the garage initially, that would have been, you know, I would have to start from the ground up. Absolutely. And yeah. every part of a business has... Um, well, in, in the high juice men methodology, which I teach, which is our own IP, is, is caught around the five pillars of business, which is your sales, your marketing. Uh, if you can't sell the product, you're not going to create any revenue. So that's your finance. If you can't market what you're selling, then no yeah. one's going to know about it. So they're all in interconnected. And if you don't grow the team and grow the people in your team, because as you rightfully said, you, we don't know everything. Yeah, we mm -hmm. might be the strategist at the top of the tree with the idea, but we need people to come alongside of us. Yeah. yeah. And you need a great product, a product that you that is, uh, you know, you're innovating, you're thinking about changing uh, the product in the industry to en enable customers to have longevity and be interested in your in your product. So your sales, your marketing, your product, your people and your finance, the five core pillars of business yeah. and as you rightfully said by you actually taking hold of Mark Brunel and building your 
actual infrastructure and understand how to create a limited company and get it to profitability so quickly um, is enabled you now to be more cautious and sensible yeah. about how you grow your second operation. Definitely. And I just want to add, you know, um, you mentioned kind of marketing, you know, being so important. I've learned so much, you know, in my time from Mark Brunel about marketing. And you touched on avatar marketing previously. I just want to say, you know, the importance of avatar marketing, right? If you actually break down your, your client avatar, it actually makes you realize how reachable they are. You know, I know it might sound a bit crazy, but, you know, like you think of your perfect client, you think, OK, what can I do to get to them? But if you actually break it down, you know exactly how to reach them. Absolutely. And how to sell to them, because, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly don't think that two of them are separate. But once you actually understand your client, yeah, and you do your full customer profiling journey on your customer, then you're going to actually have an idea of their mindset. And yeah. from the mindset, then you're actually adjusting your sales funnel, right? Yeah. So absolutely, totally agree. Some great nuggets coming from you there on that. So you're really um, very much in flow when you're working on, when are you in flow? When do you think <laughs> that you're really in flow? Do you sure. understand the state of flow and, and yeah. um, Cheek Mihai's yeah. uh, story about, well, it's not a story, it's actually a, a lot of research for years and years about the state of flow. Do you know what? I would say when I'm working on a car and, you know, working on a project, on a vehicle, it's like, you know, I'm just in my zone, you know, like nothing kind of matters. I'm doing something I'm really passionate about and it's just, you know, it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. And that's what um, Mihai, Sheik Mihai, Mihai, it's his incredible name, incredible name. How can we ever forget it? Um, talks about the state of flow. And it's a place where you're in your mind when your activity you're doing is you're totally immersed in it. And yeah. when you're doing that activity, it doesn't actually feel like work. Now, that yeah. could be at the gym. It could be when I'm on my yoga mat. Yeah, when I'm doing a pose, I can't actually feel the pose because I'm 100% in that pose. It could be work. You know, actually, mm. I'm a little bit, I could be a workaholic. You know, I did work over this weekend as well. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be holidays today. I'm working today. <laughs> um, but actually, I'm in flow when I'm working. So yeah. it sounds like you great get so much pleasure to run a business and now start a new business aligned to everything you absolutely love. So work doesn't feel like work. It feels like pleasure. Yeah. And I think particularly with restoration um, on, on working on a classic car, there's something about taking something that's old and just building it from the ground up and restoring it, you know? And I think for me, that's, that's just kind of me in my zone, just seeing the end product. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, you're taking something that is, when they do something that hasn't been loved and you've loved yeah. it, and then that's going to go to a new home. Or do sometimes people that restore their classic then sell them on? What, what happens typically in the industry? Yeah, it really depends on the client. You know, you do have people, you know, who have something and keep it as an investment and then do sell it on. Or you just have 
these sometimes we have clients that just um, build their vehicles up just to use on the weekend you know it's something they've always wanted and it's just a bit of fun for the weekend take it to shows and just really immerse themselves in the car culture and community mm, absolutely you sound as if you're very much um you know totally in love with your life and what what you do with your work so you're very much in flow so you know what what's the plan for Akash and um Mark Brunel Limited what what where do you see your future self in five years time so if we fast forward five years what do you think yeah. it's going to look like what can you see so I would like so my aim is to make put Mark Brunel on the map in in the sense that it's the place to go to for classic car recruitment I want to take it kind of globally I know we've just touched into the USA so there's um, opportunities to branch into Canada the Middle East and even Asia so the, the plan for Mark Brunel is to really grow it over the next few years and, and build up a really strong team, you know, um, built on passion and knowledge of the industry. Um, also, with regards to um, Stuttgart Legends, you know, would love to kind of put that on the map as well, you know, as, as a Porsche restoration and bespoke builder. You know, we've already had um, some talks with some incredible clients, so I'd like to kind of grow that business where... Um, very humble to begin with, but I would like to grow the workshop and, and the team, definitely, you know. Wow, there's lots to achieve there. I know. <laughs> A lot of work to do. A lot of work to do, but it sounds like you're totally up for it. Yeah. And if I was to ask you sort of, I mean, obviously our listeners are entrepreneurs that have perhaps been running businesses already, but also uh, people in early stages. What would be your sort of key learnings and areas that would help someone um, and maybe your top five takeaways or anyone that's a budding entrepreneur yeah i would say definitely I'm, I'm kind of relating it to what i've learned personally and i would say number one is patience you know things take time to build you know there's so much on social media you know and stuff about business being like really easy you can build it in a <laughs> in a matter of months don't get me wrong it might work like that for some people but in the real world you know it does take time to build something so be patient um i would say be open especially if you're starting out you know like when i started mark brunel i had a clear vision of how things were going to go but sometimes you've got to be open to adapt and change direction slightly you know because things do change you know, um, like I said before, when you, you can research something as much as you want, which is great. But once you get into the industry, you realize that things are slightly different. So you've got to be open to kind of adapting. Um, I would say also just perseverance. You know, you're going to have those days where it's tough. You're going to have those days where you struggle to get up. You know, you might read everything you want on social media and do your affirmations or whatever it is that you do. But you're going to have those days where things are tough, you know, so just keep persevering. Um, also, I would say, you know, to seek out a good mentor, you know, if, if there's areas which you've established that you know that you struggle with, you know, seek out a mentor, seek out help just to help you in that area, to help you move forward. And lastly, I would say, enjoy what you do. Enjoy the process, you know, enjoy every step. You know, mm -hmm. I think us, my, my mistake I made is that I kept moving the goalpost. You're like, okay, when I get here, it's going to be great. I'm going to celebrate. But that goalpost keeps moving sometimes before you even get there, right? So just enjoy everything. Enjoy every day. Enjoy the process. And 
yeah, you're, you're going into this and you're investing your life into this. So you've got to just appreciate and enjoy the process and all the steps that you're taking. Absolutely. Incredible golden nuggets there. Just love to um, share that again with the audience so that they can actually write all these nuggets down. Thank you so much, um, Akash. So Akash's number one point was patience, to have patience and not be um, sort of hyper about the building of your business, that there is no sort of straight line uh, trajectory, Y equals MX plus C, I would call it, because being a former maths teacher, I still teach maths. It's more <laughs> of a squiggly line with lots of cubes and a quad, quad, quadratics on that. Number two, adaptability, to be able to adapt to change and to think about innovation, think about what's happening in technology, because we are in the technological age, in the information age. Uh, we've gone past the industrial age, therefore we need to be adapting to technology. So definitely adaptability, fantastic point there, Akash. Perseverance, to keep um, an ability to persevere, look at different ways of you know, weathering, you you have to weather the storm, you have to build yeah. emotional resilience and ask questions, Under underpinning perseverance is asking questions because you don't have all the answers, that's why you need to employ a mentor and find people to help you get through it. Um, and for me, in the early days, I was a part of a franchise of 600 and 700, 800 franchisees on a global basis. So we'd help each other mm. and uh, pivot from each other. So getting a good mentor, if you're a sole trader or a small business, if you're a corporate, then obviously looking for contractors or corporate uh, mentors that can come into your organization. And number five, I love his one. We're talking about enjoy the process, right? Because you've come into this business and you've set it up because you have passion for it. And the minute you become unhappy and, um, you know, you're not actually able to keep those five pillars up of the business, there's some issue with the mindset. There's some blockages that are challenging your thoughts, beliefs and your behaviours. And when your mindset is wrong, then you're not going to be able to enjoy the process. And remember, your mindset drives your behaviors. So enjoying that, enjoying the process and trusting the process, trust what yeah. you're doing is going to give you a result. And that ties back to Akasha's brilliant point about being patient. So um, we've come full circle there with some fantastic points for the audience and lots of snippets that people can take away for their businesses. Um, and I'm really, really excited for Akasha's future. We've been working, uh, he's actually been one of our clients at High Juice for many years now and really, really proud of him on a personal level on what he has achieved and what he's got in future for himself, extremely, extremely um, driven. Oh God, said <laughs> the, the pun there, guys. <laughs> A driven young man in the uh, motor industry. So yeah. Akash, is there anything else you'd like to add to our reader, into our listeners? Um, yeah, I'll just say, you know, um, it's entrepreneurship, right? <clears throat> It is hard, it is challenging, but guys, it is so worth it, you know, so really do go for it, you know, like I said, you know, take those five points and yeah, it's not easy, but guys, you know, if, if you're 
listening and you're thinking about getting into it, I would really encourage it. And yeah, let, let's see some incredible businesses. What a great interview. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show on Entrepreneurs in Flow. I wish you all Thank the you. best with Mark Brunel Limited, uh, Recruitment Limited, and the US wing of Mark Brunel Limited. If anybody's out there and they need um, help um, or they want to know more about classic cars, then um, Akash is, is the gentleman for you. How do they get in contact with you, Akash? You can reach out to me on my LinkedIn profile or you can um, contact us on markbrunel.com or even stuttgartlegends.com. You can reach out to us. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today, Akash. No worries. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you again and watching the progress of your business. And I'll always be really curious about what drives you on a daily basis because you're an extremely driven young man. So thank you very much and um, enjoy the rest of the holidays. Thank you, Anna. Take care. Thanks for having me.